Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. The Wrestling Life. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life, it's episode 264, it is April 16, 2021, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, we actually really do have so much to talk about this week. That's right, and so many things we can't talk about right here on the first and the only wrestling podcast. Well, we thought we had a packed show before... WWE started releasing talent today, and then WWE, on the one-year anniversary of releasing a bunch of talent, released a bunch of talent, so there's even more to discuss this week. But let's go chronologically, I guess. WrestleMania, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame was pretty much nothing shows, so we don't need to get into that. Uh, NXT TakeOver last week, two-night TakeOver. I thought it was kind of like the story of WrestleMania. Night one was very good. Night two left something to be desired. What did you think of NXT TakeOver? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think especially uh, uh, night one was was very fun. Um, it was just, I thought it was a well-paced show. Nothing overstated. It's welcome. Hint. And it was uh, it was a good time, and you got uh, that that Champa Walter match was uh, just a whole heap of fun. If you like, uh, if you like guys just chopping the crap out of each other, and I do, so uh, I thought that was a lot of fun. I thought the main event was unquestionably uh, uh, Raquel's best match, and uh, she uh, she looked she I thought she looked very good. Like obviously, she's in there with one of the best wrestlers on the planet but she was she was never out of position she did her part and uh yeah i thought it was an enjoyable main event as well and then night two uh you know i didn't i kind of liked the finn and cross match um (laughs) i and i really like about 17 minutes of the 45 minute main event. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I've never been the biggest fan of uh carrying cross once the bell rings. Like I I don't know. Like I, I like the act until the bell rings. And then Kyle O'Reilly, I've just never been a big fan of his in ring. Um even though he seems like a very nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then that match, yeah, that match went 45 minutes. That was. We don't need 45 minute matches anymore. <laughs> we just don't. Very rarely. In fact, I think maybe the only match I would say that I think is great and part of the reason it was great was because it went so long is maybe the the two out of three falls uh, Okada Omega match. Oh, that's the greatest match I've ever seen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but. If you're not the greatest match you've ever seen, um, you don't, you don't very rarely do I think people have to go that long. And again, I, I don't know what the magic moment is. If it's 30 minutes, if it's 25 minutes, if it's 18 minutes or whatever, it was just (laughs) around the time they 
they do the spot where uh, Adam goes for a brain buster and Kyle reverses it and gives Adam a brain buster onto the table. I was like, oh, wow, this is really getting good now. And then like I had to pause it to go to the bathroom or something. And I came back and saw there was 30 minutes left in the, in the show time. <laughs> and yeah. I said, Oh no, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, well, the peak is the peak. And sometimes that peak is 10 minutes in sometimes that peaks 25 minutes in, but it's like, if you miss it and you try to just keep going, sometimes maybe you can get them back, but it was just, oof, it was, it was long. Like I said, appreciate the work. Uh, by both men but just uh, just a little too long but definitely quite a bit of good wrestling between the two nights either way yeah uh and then we had uh wrestlemania night one bobby lassie retained the wwe championship in the opener (laughs) they did a ref (laughs) stoppage as the first the first finish back in front of fans was a heel win with a ref stoppage finish I would not have called either of those results. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Drew looked like kind of a nub nuts too, because he yeah. was setting up for his finish and MVP was like, Hey, look over here. And Drew did for some reason, <laughs> even yeah. though presumably MVP had been shouting the whole match for some reason, <laughs> uh, it caught it, it caught Drew off guard and that allowed Lashley to take advantage, put him in the, the full Nelson and win. Um, like, Big picture, I don't, I don't dislike that Lashley kept the belt, um, but yeah, yeah, weird, weird call to put that on first, considering what you were doing with it. Nothing on night one of WrestleMania, by the way. None of the matches went over twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the show was really good. How about that? <laughs> uh, with the exception probably of the tag team turmoil match. Uh, I am like, I say every chance I get that Ruby riot is great and should be a performance center coach when her wrestling career is over. And I think Mm -hmm. Liv Morgan's really good and never gets the opportunity to show it. I thought they were, I thought they were good in the tag team turmoil match. Like I, 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 I know everybody crapped all over the match and, Billy Kay was in there doing spots. God bless her. And Tamina and Natty won the match. But Specifically, they had Billy Kay in there doing spots with Lana. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't hate that match as much as everyone else did because I think the Riot Squad are good workers, but whatever. They were like they were doing a lot of like tag team offense. They wrestled like a tag team, like a 1980s babyface <laughs> tag team. That's why I liked it so much. And it, yeah. yeah, it was <laughs> they were doing fun double teams and they had like multiple team finishers that they were winning <laughs> matches with. And right. like, they were doing some fun stuff in there. And yeah, the work itself was at its most sound when when they were in, when they were in the match. Uh Low praise because yes, the rest of the match right. had Dana Brooke and Carmella and <laughs> Lana and and all of these people in there. But yeah. you know, it's <laughs> it, what what happened to to Mandy? Like a couple of years ago, it seemed like she was going to be really good, and then I think she's regressed as a professional wrestler since then. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I don't know what to say other than that maybe she should quit and go work other places because 
if she wants, if she's happy at the level she is, she should stay put. Um, but like, if she was wanted, wants to be a better professional wrestler than she is, I don't think she's going to get better in WWE. Very few women seem to. Yes. <laughs> um, so I think, and I, you know, I don't like to make things company versus company things because there's a million other podcasts you could listen to if you want to hear that type <laughs> of thing. But I will say, you can look at what Ty Conti is doing on AEW television uh, and compare her to where she was when a year ago when she was occasionally doing a job on NXT television. Right. It's, it's night and day. You can see the improvement. And the way she improved was she had a bunch of wrestling matches and she worked with <laughs> good trainers, but she also just had a bunch of televised or YouTube televised wrestling matches. Like that's how you get better. Right. You know, it wouldn't be a show if we didn't go down a million different rabbit trails, but I know that uh, you like to knock Albert or uh, Matt, uh, Matt Bloom, the uh, sure. head, head coach, the WWE performance Giant center. Bernard, Lord Tensai. Yes. Uh, if you read uh, on the NJPW website, Hiroshi Tanahashi does an interview every week, and it's basically a shoot interview. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's a r- written uh, and translated <laughs> in, into English. Mm-hmm. Like it's eventually, it's going to be an autobiography or something one day, uh, translated into English. It's so great every week. He just talks about his career. And I he, saw the one where he uh, where he buried Yoshitatsu. That one made me laugh. Yes, he buried him in the nicest way you could possibly bury someone. <laughs> <laughs> Good guy. His thing about Yoshitatsu was like usually when the rule of thumb is if you do a move and someone else does it better than you, you stop doing that move. But he's like Yoshitatsu <laughs> did not have that philosophy. He just did every move he could. <laughs> but he's like, I always got along with him. <laughs> but I anyway, like that, and when he said, like, yeah, he Yoshitatsu really saw Nakamura as like his rival of that class of young boys, <laughs> and Nakamura, I'm pretty sure, didn't even notice that he existed or something like that. Tanahashi's <laughs> so great. I want to be his best friend. But he put over Albert Big uh, in his interview this week. So. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't think Albert's there to train them to wrestle, you know, like that might be part of the problem. Yeah. He's just kind of the guy. I don't know. I don't know what his role is there. Anyway, quarterbacking the calisthenics. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Back to WrestleMania. Cesaro beat Seth Rollins. I don't know. Are they like, I assume Cesaro is going to get a world title shot or a universal title shot rather fairly in fairly short order here given that there are no other challengers for roman (laughs) yeah i think um i think that seems that seems pretty obvious whether it's right away and he's the the guy who gets to lose to roman all summer or if if they're going to heat him up a little bit more and maybe give him the money in the bank briefcase or something i don't know but yeah i think he's i think he's definitely they, they don't just hand out wins over Seth Rollins. Like nobody's that protected anymore, but like, you know, Seth didn't, Seth didn't lose to like Dominic Mysterio, for instance, or they, they, they protected, they didn't protect Ambrose, but they protected the shield guys. (laughs) Like for all the talk of like, this company doesn't know how to make stars, blah, 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 blah. They protected those shield guys 
for years. They knew what they were doing when they put them on the main roster. They made them and they protected them. Well, I mean, they did have to argue with some people to get some finishes changed along the way. But yes. <laughs> yes, that's true. I, I think it's like five years too late to do something with Cesaro, but you know, good for him. He resigned. This is his gold watch, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a good match. It was fun. And a good guy won. And the whole match was Cesaro wants to swing the guy and he can't swing him or his arms hurt. So he can't swing him enough. Right. And then at the end he swings him and then yeah. he wins. Great. Yep. AJ Styles and almost beat the new day for the raw tag team titles. Everybody complained about the psychology being backwards in this match. It's like, well, in a vacuum, yes, but the thing, the whole thing was people wanted to see Omos. So actually, they they booked it properly. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I was, I mean, I agree that like him and AJ should just be a babyface team. Yeah, like I'm yeah. fine with that. But yeah, in a in a vacuum, yes, you can say New Day were technically the baby faces, and they spent the whole match playing chicken shit heels. Uh, <laughs> but but yes, it was it was fun. I don't want almost to get any better at wrestling than he is currently. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, if if he's like unsafe, that's one thing. But otherwise, he can do like a big boot. He can do a sidewalk slam. He can do that thing where he lays the guy over his knee and kind of presses down on the guy's neck. <laughs> Just classic like 1987 WWF giant offense. Yeah, that's well, that's what they sent him to Albert to learn how to do. <laughs> Albert and uh, Drew Gulak taught him how to work. Same that Keith Lee couldn't figure it out, but oh. Ugh. he was on WWE watch along during WrestleMania. Isn't that fun? Yeah. He got, well, I don't know if there was a report. Oh, FIFO reported this, so I could say it. There was a report that he got pulled for medical reasons. I don't know, whatever day of the pay per view that was. I don't even remember what the pay per view was now. TLC, Royal Rumble. <laughs> like, I think he came back after the Rumble for like a couple of weeks and then like left TV again shortly thereafter. Cause it's, I think it's the match where Riddle wins the U S title from Lashley. Ah, it was supposed to be a right. three way with them and Keith Lee, but then Lee's not in the match. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So there was a report that he got pulled for a health issue and Vince McMahon is not happy with his weight. And they asked him to lose some weight and he'd actually gained weight. <laughs> so like, and this all came like within a month of them releasing a documentary about Yokozuna and how they had to keep how eventually they fired him because he refused to lose weight. So mm-hmm. like it would be pretty bad optics if they didn't do something about that. But this company hasn't always been afraid of bad optics. So mm-hmm. poor Keith. Yep. Maybe he'll be back soon. Hope so. Yeah. Braun Strowman beat Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. He did not do his choo-choo. And then on Raw, he did the choo-choo spot, and they did not play the choo-choo sound effects. So I'm just terrified that the choo-choo has gone away. Yeah, it's it's going to be a real big bummer for me, because as mentioned, I think that's the best thing Braun's ever done. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, from a match standpoint, probably one of the better chain matches since his comeback. He did manage to give Braun a black eye. Of course. But, 
but terrible punches. Yes. Yes. But uh, he didn't really screw anything else up and they shot his coast to coast in such a way that if he came up short, you wouldn't be able to tell it came up short. Braun kind of, yeah, Braun did a good job of like leaning forward into it too, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but totally fine match and the rip through the cage spot. um, I think we're going to see that in cage matches pretty regularly going forward. Yeah, it was clever, but uh, yeah, I I don't think I'd ever seen that exact version of the guy tears into the cage wall before. So good for them for finding a unique way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Bad, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest beat The Miz and John Morrison. Bad Bunny was terrific. Yeah, you would you would never have thought that it was his first match in. Um, yeah. Miz Adam, and Morrison were good? Yeah. No, I think they were, you know, like, there are worse guys you could have your first wrestling match with. Um, I thought they were both fine. And they kept, like, again, a big part of the of the the match is just bad bunny lays there while they stomp him and stuff so right which is good like i'm not i'm not saying that as an insult or a put down like that's how a match with an inexperienced person should be structured they did a great job of structuring that miz and morrison were clearly like the quarterbacks of it and did it did a very good job of 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 doing that i'm sure they had a whoever agent did it i'm sure had a hand in it as well but you still got to go out there and execute it. And Miz and Morrison did a very good job with that. And then Bad Bunny, I think, is going away. He's got a worldwide tour next year. Yeah, didn't year. you see Hunter gave him a big gaudy microphone? He's gone now. Yes. Yes, which is, you know, in a way too bad. But uh, he'll be back at some point. Bad Bunny was great. I, I, I should hate Bad Bunny on paper. And, but like, how can you hate a guy who respected respected the craft, worked at the craft, and was good in pretty much everything he did except his musical performance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that style of music is not one that I've seen that translates well to live performance. But uh, he's a, yeah, he's I mean, clearly, obviously, he's a huge fan, and he came in there with respect, and he he did it, he did it clearly worked very hard and a uh, lesson to perhaps people on other television shows wasn't afraid to cover up his physique. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all good. <laughs> all good things that I think are, should be celebrated. <laughs> all right. In the main event of WrestleMania night one, Bianca Belair beat Sasha Banks for the SmackDown women's championship. Um, I obviously I could talk about this match for six months. What'd you think of it? I thought it was great. I actually watched it twice um, because I missed most of WrestleMania live um, and I didn't want to wait up for the replay to go on I, uh, right. because Peacock, you can't rewind or start from the beginning on a live thing on Peacock. So right. I watched the main event live. I think I came in like they just, I only ended up missing maybe the first two minutes of the match. I found out when I rewatched it, but so I came in late. I saw the majority of the match the first night. Really liked it. Watched it a second time. Liked it even more, I think. <laughs> um, the thing that really stood out to me, and it, it all builds to, I mean, I, obviously, it builds to the finish. The finish is <laughs> Bianca finally, after I don't think she's done it on the main roster, or at least not recently, but she used the hair whip. Yeah. 
and it made this loud dramatic sound and maybe it was a sound effect i don't care it was awesome either way yeah, yeah. um and she hits her finish and wins and the way they said and if you said that on paper you go well that's kind of a heel move right that's kind of a weapon it's like yeah it's part of her gear technically but like that's like using your wrist tape to choke somebody or something right but they were smart uh and i believe this was uh this was obviously sasha and bianca and also i believe tj wilson was the agent yeah um they so what they did is throughout the entire match starting with like very early on sasha keeps using bianca's ponytail against her yes like repeatedly <laughs> like grabbing it and pulling it or using it to like get you know she uses it to like help lock in a bank statement at one point at one point she like grabs it so where she can go up and do like her her lucha arm drag or whatever she uses yeah. it like three or four times she tries to pull pull her head first into the post <laughs> at one point by it yes so when bianca finally has had enough <laughs> and uses the hair whip and righteously beats the tar out of her with it <laughs> it's great and it's not a an underhanded or heelish tactic it's yep. a it's someone who was trying to use her own stuff against her getting their comeuppance and it's great and that's why I think I liked it more on the second try. But like, you know, I don't like it's hard because we're so close to it. I don't know, like, you know, where does this go in the annals of like WrestleMania main events or any of that stuff? I don't know. I just know <laughs> I watched it twice. I liked it more the second time I watched it. So it was pretty darn good. And I can count on probably one hand the amount of matches I've gone back to in the quote unquote pandemic era to watch more than once. And this is one of them. So that means something. It- it was so great. It was so great. They had so much pressure. Imagine the pressure that, the, that those two were under. <laughs> You're main eventing the first show with fans. <laughs> yeah. And they delivered. They delivered. Like they were, Bianca was openly crying in the ring <laughs> before yeah. the match started. It was incredible. Not, cannot say enough good things about this. They're, uh, they, they, it, it was like, it was the Paul Heyman thing of accentuate the positives and hide the weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You could never understand that Bianca Belair was, I mean, she's been a pro wrestler for like f- almost five years now at this point or whatever, but <laughs> in the WWE system, hasn't had a ton of matches, you know, whatever. She's an incredible athlete, but maybe not the most seasoned pro wrestler. And you would never know it. Because they only did things that she does well. Absolutely, yeah. The whole match was built around uh, Sasha. Again, she didn't play. She wasn't a full-blown, like, mustache-twirling heel. But (laughs) she was clearly the aggressor (laughs) in the match. And then it it was a lot of Bianca. Her trying to do something at least mildly underhanded. And Bianca outpowering her you know, catching her on the, on the tope, or like we said, you know, using her neck strength to pull Sasha <laughs> who was holding onto her ponytail into the, uh, into the ring post. And, and they did some really, really creative stuff that obviously the, the military press where she just carried her up the steps. Yes. was incredible. <laughs> like, yeah, everything was about look, it was, uh, as I think you said off the air, it was very unselfish in that this was a match that was designed at its heart to say, Bianca Belair is the better wrestler on this night yeah. in story. 
She is the better woman. There is no doubt about that. It was not a skin of her teeth victory. She took Sasha's best shots, took them all, kicked out, hit her move and won. Like it was great. Yep. Yep. Michael Cole screwed up the call, but other than that, it was great. (laughs) Vintage Cole. Classic, classic stuff, Bob. Night two of Mania, Randy Orton beat the Fiend. (laughs) I don't, I don't know what we're doing here anymore. Want both of these men arrested? <laughs> arrested, theft, <laughs> theft of my time. That's that's fair. Uh, Nia Jax uh, and Shayna Baszler. I also want everyone who got who cheered when Alexa Bliss came out to be arrested as well. I I mean we've pretty consistently said that for years. That like I I specifically have said anyone that cheers Alexa Bliss. I don't trust their intentions. Mm, yes, you have said that. <laughs> and and so I think that arrest is probably fair for anyone cheering Alexa Bliss. Yes. Nia and Shayna kept the women's tag titles. Whatever. <laughs> Seemed weird to do that, to like have, of all people, Natalia and Tamina wrestle two nights in a row and they didn't even win the belts at the end. Well, it's a Nightheart and it's a Snooka. Well, he well Vince likes one of those families. <laughs> That's like one of those families a whole lot. <laughs> it's, but it's families he knows, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens beat Sami Zayn. They only went nine minutes and twenty seconds. Like I don't know how you could judge whether this is a good match or not. Nothing like they did a lot of stuff. Um, it was yeah. fun. It's cool that they get to say they wrestled each other at WrestleMania. Um, you got the stunner on Logan Paul at the end, which made everybody happy. Kevin Owens didn't get to jump off pirate ship, though. That's true. That is kind of a disappointment. But, uh, you know, there's always, you know, in five years when they come back to the stadium or whatever. Yeah. Seamus beat Riddle to retain the U.S. championship. Who didn't could possibly any, care? Didn't lose any teeth, but he did kick him right in the mouth. So, you know, he, he did. the lightings. Yep. Apollo Crews beat Biggie in the Nigerian drum fight. When Dabakato returned, he's going to be Commodore Aziz or something. Mm-hmm. Dabakato is half Nigerian, so it actually does kind of make sense, mm. but not really. Doesn't make sense why uh, Michael Cole and the other announcers pretended they didn't know who it was. That's fair. It's a very Bruce Pritchard 1991 WWF. This isn't Ricky Steamboat. This is the Dragon. Right. This isn't. Uh, this isn't Tony Atlas. This is whatever his thing. Sapa Simba. Yeah. 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 It's very much that. That. Um, so. You know, I I don't really care about that. I mean, that's that's fair and it's true, but like people get repackaged all the time. I don't care. Just don't don't insult my intelligence, though. That's that's dumb. It's dumb to be like, who is this guy? We've never seen him before. Yes, you have. He main evented Raw six months ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It's not like he was just a guy in the background. Like they did that. They built they built up him and Braun for like a month on Raw. Yes, on Raw Underground. Yes, they did. Um, Rhea Ripley beat Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. I didn't think this is Rhea's best night, but um, you know. They, I appreciate that. I mean, she's obviously she's is and is going to be a megastar, and they 
made two new women's champions and they made two new stars on the same night. So good for them. Yeah, it was, it was fine. Um, it didn't really feel like anyone cared a lot about this. And yes, probably because Rhea Ripley just showed up out of nowhere two weeks ago and Asuka <laughs> hasn't uh, had a feud since <laughs> August. Yes. Uh, that probably didn't help things, but I mean, yeah, there, I didn't think the work was terrible or anything, but yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a spectacular match and uh, maybe not the, the big, and maybe also because in your mind, you're comparing it to the the title match from the night before, but um, yeah, it was fine. Yep. And then the main event of night two, WrestleMania, Roman Reigns retained the universal championship and he stacked edge and Daniel Bryan on top of each other and pinned them both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> there's no doubt who the guy in WWE is and it's Roman Reigns. I thought it was a really good match. What'd you think? Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, uh, the, the fears of edge being booed were largely unfounded as it turned out. Yes. Um, got by far the most positive reaction of any of these three guys <laughs> in the, uh, in the match. Uh, yes. And yeah, I thought it was a good match. Um, I, <sighs> I think the only thing I didn't like, I didn't like that Jay got involved in the finish because we could see that on like any SmackDown. Yes. And I would have liked to have seen them do something a bit more unique than to have, because they, and they even do the spot where Jay gets taken out like a minute in. And I was like, well, maybe Jimmy's going to come back tonight or maybe like Roman will just win or they'll do something really creative or one of the baby faces is going to win, or I guess Edge is a heel now too. (laughs) But uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, one of the other guys is going to win the title here or, or something. Um, it's like, no, it's just Jay ran back out and helped Roman win. And then Roman hit the guys with chairs and, and, and sacked them both on, <laughs> on top of each other and pinned them. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you can, assuming Edge is sticking around, um, I guess you can spin him and Brian off into a feud, which sounds all right. Yeah. And then, yeah, you move Roman into a program with, well, obviously Cesaro would be the obvious one. Uh, I guess potentially you also have Big E now freed from the mid-card belt. So yeah, you could do something with him as well. But yeah, that's there's definitely feels like there's more options for Roman on SmackDown for new opponents than it does for Bob Lashley. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, the, so then on Raw, they set up uh, Lashley's next challenger, and it's Drew McIntyre again. <laughs> the man he submitted in the middle of the ring the night before. Yeah, like on paper, the booking of that the, the main event of Raw made sense. It's like Randy Orton won at WrestleMania, Braun Strowman won at WrestleMania, and then Drew did not win at WrestleMania, but is like a big star and a former champion. So they put all these three guys in three-way with the winner getting Lashley next, and Drew won it, so... On paper, it made sense, I guess, but I think was- I would have I would have had Braun win. Like I think you can go back to Drew later if you really want to, but but then I did also have the thought in my head that uh, this is uh, that they might be doing another draft or something soon. Um, I, I have no proof of this or anything, but I was just like the way they beat Drew was so sound that I was like, are they sending him to SmackDown? Cause they do that. Like they do this weird thing where they treat it like the guys leaving the territory. <laughs> right. And he does a big, <laughs> he does like a big clean job on his way to the other show for some reason. Yes. Um, except for triple H. He never, he never <laughs> did for some reason. Right. Um, yeah. Weird. But everybody, <laughs> <laughs> but 
but everybody else tended to do some kind of clean job on their on the way out uh on their way out to the other show so i honestly thought i don't know if they're going to do a trade or something but i thought maybe they'll send drew to smackdown and he'll be like the summer feud for roman and they'll send uh, brian or somebody to raw i don't know but I, I was like they i felt like that was such a sound beating that it was but again then they just booked the rematch the next night anyway so i was like well maybe they're <laughs> maybe none of that's happening and they're just they just don't know what else to do <laughs> Yeah, it could be any number of a thousand things, really. Uh, but um, this week's NXT on Tuesday, it was only up 4% overall in viewers, but I guess it was up pretty significantly in the demo, like 70% or something like that. So I guess good for <laughs> NXT. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I think generally everybody knew that NXT would do better away from AEW and vice versa. Um, obviously, that was kind of the point of them putting the show on Wednesdays and rushing it to get on the air before right. AEW got there <laughs> yeah. so early that they had to air one hour on the network for the first three weeks because Suits was still airing. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think they. I think it'll be better for for both 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 companies going forward. Um, but yeah, like I thought the NXT show, they, and neither show, and we'll get to AEW in a little bit here, but like neither show tried to do like a big bombastic show and maybe they, because they felt they didn't have to, right? which is also good, I think <laughs> in the long term for both shows. Yes. This is not a real wrestling war, so you right. don't have to book it like 1997 Nitro and Raw. I agree. <laughs> that's, that's totally fine. AEW did 1.2 million viewers, which is like the second biggest number they've ever done. The biggest number <laughs> since their since the debut episode. I I thought they'd be up a little bit. I didn't think they would do their second best number ever. And obviously that doesn't include people that have DVR'd the show and not watched it yet. Um Wow. <laughs> Wow. If you're yeah. WWE, you, you probably are not thrilled that you had to move your show to Tuesday at this point. Man, if Hunter could not fall further from God's grace in Vince's <laughs> eyes than he already had after getting demoted last year or whatever. Right. And Vince bringing back all of his cronies to replace all of Hunter's cronies. Right, Bruce Prichard, Johnny Ace. Right, like out, <laughs> out go the Road Dogs and the Ryan Wards. They all, they're all gone. And yeah, Johnny Ace and and Road at uh, Road Dog and Michael Hayes are back are back in full force running the shows. Right, right, yeah. AEW as a show, I saw the first uh, roughly hour and a half, and uh, I know you watched the whole thing. What did you think of it? I thought it was a good show. It wasn't great. There's still. Oh things. yeah. It wasn't great. <laughs> there are still things that frustrate me about them, but it's, yeah. it's, it's also kind of the thing where like, you know, you and I don't talk about like camera uh, WWE's camera cuts or like raw being too long or like the fiend being <laughs> crap too often. Unless we have like a unique thing to say about one of those things, right? Because we say it every week. And that's right. kind of where I am with AEW most weeks is like, the problems are the same problems you and I have probably been talking about on this show and off the show for 
going on 18 months now or however long they fit on television right. like too they, many people mm-hmm. overbooked absolutely too many run-ins agreed underexplained angles agreed <laughs> yeah those are all those are all the problems like in, like if like looking for positives like the bucks are way better as heels <laughs> Um, them, they, and, uh, pack and, and Ray Phoenix had a tremendous match. I thought, um, I, I liked Anthony Agogo winning with a body shot <laughs> that rolled and people that didn't like it are wrong. All right. Um, uh, and I liked the main event between Darby Allen and Matt Hardy. Um, wasn't like an all-time great match and as mentioned there were 87 run-ins it's funny because (laughs) while i was watching the show i messaged you and said hey you know there's like been very little run-ins like it's a lot of times like the guy whoever wins the match just wins and that's the end they didn't immediately there weren't 85 post-match attacks this week and then uh turns out it's because they were saving them all for the the main event it's like the entire hardy crew all of the dark order sting uh the ghost of buddy rogers like every every wrestler (laughs) came out to run to make a run in during darby allen versus matt hardy uh was was the ghost of buddy rogers still complaining about having to put bruno over yes yeah he's it's really stuck in his crow but yeah like i said i think there were more positives than negatives this week on on that show i don't they still don't really seem to, unless it's Moxley again, they don't seem to be building any challengers for Kenny. Yeah, um, I, could, I couldn't tell you who he's fighting next for the title. It's like, okay, maybe Christian in a, in a little bit. And then I think everyone assumes down the line the payoff is Hangman. Right, right. But that I would assume Hangman's maybe the August pay-per-view. And you got a lot of time between now and then. And it's you like, got well, a- Right, and you got a May pay-per-view. Right. And it's like, well, he's already beaten Phoenix on TV, who would probably have been my first choice. Um, he, Ray Phoenix should be the world champion of every company. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> he should be the belt collector. Um, it's the best wrestler on the planet right now. It's it doesn't seem close. Like when he <laughs> when he tagged into that that match last night, like Pac is great. Yeah. And Nick Jackson is great. And Matt Jackson's pretty darn good. Yeah. And then he got in there and you're like, my <laughs> God, like he is the yeah. way he can do his style of wrestling. No yeah. one can touch him. No, no. It's like when Kenny Omega won in the Observer Awards for like most outstanding wrestler. I'm like, do you guys watch the show that Ray Phoenix? He's on the same show as Ray Phoenix. <laughs> it's like, do you watch Ray Phoenix? <laughs> right. Yeah. The only thing is, can Ray Phoenix will his body hold up for another you know decade of this or whatever? We'll find out. But yeah, <laughs> he's determined to break his tailbone. Oh yeah, for sure. He takes but... a lot of really stupid bumps and like flies out of control. Over the guardrail, jumps and... onto like the president of AAA's widow and things like that. <laughs> he rules. <laughs> this is Pena. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Um, then WWE released a bunch of people on Thursday this week. They released Samoa Joe, Billy mm-hmm. K, Peyton Royce, 
Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Callisto, Mojo Raleigh, Bo Dallas, and Wesley Blake. One at a time here. Wesley Blake, good riddance. <laughs> I mean, it's not his fault that Jackson Riker <laughs> ruined his spot on SmackDown. Like, or that, or that right. Steve Cutler got himself fired for having a COVID party. But like Riker's the only guy who's still employed of those three. Yeah, because he's big. <laughs> he ain't that big. I don't get what that. other explanation. Do you have? I don't have a good one. It's just like he stands next to. He looks like Elias's little cousin or something. And standing next to Elias, and it's like. He's the worst of those three. If there's ever been a guy who's just a guy, it's freaking Jackson Riker. <laughs> He's terrible. He ain't all that impressive looking. I don't know how he's the, the last man standing there. I don't know, but he is. He is. Bo Dallas, Liv Morgan's boyfriend. He he's has a... The- he hasn't wrestled gonna, in, a, in a couple of years. I was going to say he's the Colognes slash JTG <laughs> of this of this cycle. In the probably went the longest between television appearance and release of all anyone on this list. Yes, Mojo Raleigh had wrestled since June twenty June twenty twenty. Yeah, you know, like it. It was one of those guys. I know you were never a fan. In fact, I would say no. I was going as far as to say you were <laughs> the opposite of a fan of his. He was dangerous. He was bad and dangerous in that he is a big, strong guy who could hurt you because uh, by accident. <laughs> I do you remember? I was I was looking through old tweets of mine about Mojo Rally today just to see. And do you <laughs> remember when Ginger concussed Finn Balor on Raw? Uh, yeah. I don't know. If- did he headbutt him or something? Like he elbowed him really hard right in the face. Okay, I remember the concussion. Yeah, yeah. Like Finn like came off the ropes and Jinder just elbowed him right in the side of the head. Yeah, it was very blatant and dumb. So like the punishment for Jinder was they put him in the ring with Mojo on SmackDown and Mojo beat the tar out of him. <laughs> Yikes! That might be my. I liked Mojo Raleigh in that he was a vehicle for my fandom of Zack Ryder to get Zack Ryder on TV when they were a tag team. And sure. once once they broke up, I had no use for Mojo Raleigh. Uh, I know Sean Sapp said he's a very nice guy and like sent a letter to his uh, Sean, uh, Sean's wife's class uh, d- teaches uh, disabled children. He like sent a video in, so seems like a great guy. I'm sure all of these people are nice people, uh, but yeah, I don't. I am not shocked that Mojo was fired, nor do I th- think it's a tr- it's a tremendous loss to the company. Yeah, he he was very popular with most of the talent. <laughs> like he seems like mm-hmm. he seems like a, a good guy. But and like it's it sucks for him that like they started pushing him again when Gronk <laughs> signed, and then the second Gronk left, they like took it out on him. Yes, like that's not fair. That's nothing he did. Right. Yeah, he pretty much hasn't been seen since. <laughs> mm-hmm. Callisto, no surprise. Sasha's friend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Another another, most of these, I would say, with a couple of exceptions, are not surprising this time in that this is more the traditional WWE firings or black, you know, black Thursdays, in that it's a bunch of people who are most not on TV or weren't being used or were there to do jobs on main event or whatever. Right. Yeah. 
yeah, Callisto was pushed several years ago. Mm-hmm. Has not been in a long time. Not surprising in that regard. Tucker, hey, Tucky. <laughs> Feel bad for Tucky. The guy did nothing did nothing wrong. They broke they broke him up with Otis for no good reason. Gave him nothing afterwards. Poor guy. He literally never appeared on the show again. <laughs> he did he did uh he had like two matches after. They they did a match. I feel like with Otis, maybe or something. Maybe because he, he had gear that had like whatever his old character's name was on it still. Because they didn't tell him he was wrestling that day, so he only had his old gear. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that's, <laughs> it that's was crappy. It was really bad. Yeah, but uh, he posted a picture of himself uh, on a golf course smoking a joint today. Good for him. <laughs> Chelsea Green, Zack Ryder's wife, got released. Fiance, whatever. <laughs> she he was throwing his fiance gone in the same day. She was just snake bitten on on this run. Well, it's interesting because she was injured constantly for about the last year, right? But they also like did nothing with her for the year prior when she was just sitting in Florida, right? So it's like they waited too long, and there was like, well, maybe she's not going to go to NXT at all. Maybe she's going to go right to the main roster. Like she showed up on raw and I think did a job to Charlotte. Um, and then they sent her to NXT and she did the stuff with Robert stone for like a couple months. Right. And then she was off TV again. And it was like, all right, she's coming up. She made her debut in that SmackDown match and immediately got hurt. And it's like, yeah, you know, not all of it, her, her fault, but a couple of injuries and general, maybe not sure what they wanted to do with her. And yeah, you, again, one that you kind of understand why they were just like, we don't, we don't know what we're going to do with her. Plus she got injured, which is a, a heinous crime. So right. be gone. There's a cruel reality to this business in that not everyone is physically cut out for it. And if you've broken your wrist twice, <laughs> like, Unfortunately, maybe physically, you can your body cannot stand up to the rigors of being a professional wrestler. I think she did stunt work before wrestling, though. Well, okay, well, maybe because she did stunt work, she's now broken her wrist in wrestling twice. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not trying to blame her for getting hurt. <laughs> Sounds like you are. <laughs> I'm trying to, to, to injury shame her, but... Uh... Yeah, Mickey James. Point out, I respect all of these people, but especially the women on this list. I respect them the most. God bless you. It is well established on the show that you are a woman respecter. That's right. That's right. You are very uh, into um, very much. You observe women's history month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mickey James, who just tried out <laughs> for NXT commentary on the on both nights of the Takeover shows i didn't think she was particularly good but i didn't think she was particularly bad but she was released today they gave her a like a christian retirement where they never (laughs) gave her a retirement it was just Mm -hmm. oh she's she's a legend now (laughs) (laughs) rude yeah that's that's a bummer um i mean they it was one of those weird things where like Okay, she left in 2009 because they just did a feud where they called her fat for six months. And then she went to TNA and had some good matches. And then she came back and they immediately slotted her as 
a secondary character and she had a ti- she had a title feud. Yeah, she lost to a punch. She had one with Becky too on SmackDown. Did she? Yeah, I, th- I think I think Alexa had already won the title by then. I am fairly certain that she had SmackDown women's title matches. Okay. Gonna have to look this up now. I know she and Becky had a pay per view match, but I don't think it was for the title. Okay. Regardless. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, if I don't know what her aspirations are, maybe she was fine and she's, you know, she's a mom. She's collecting, collecting a check. Maybe that was fine. I don't know. I don't know her. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it seems like, yeah, it seemed like. Mickey is one of the names that I feel like gets mentioned with Trish and Victoria and Lita and all of those names is like women who are wrestling now all idolize those women. Yeah. A lot of them did anyway. Um, so it, it seems weird that they wouldn't want to keep her around just as like a coach or something. Right. But maybe she didn't want to be a coach. I don't, I don't know. So. She, she had a tryout to be a coach before her most recent run and did not get the job <laughs> didn't, didn't do enough didn't yell at the people to do calisthenics well enough i i guess i guess people weren't doing their exercise she wasn't getting <laughs> getting people to do their exercises right yeah i see i see yeah that was uh that's too bad but yeah mickey's great and another person who's very popular with all the talent so god bless her um let's see what are we doing here uh the I- iconics got released kind of a surprise in that billy was just on wrestlemania kind of mm-hmm. not a surprise in that neither are luthez in the ring and um they were off tv for a long time <laughs> while they were under contract because they just hadn't no idea what to do, what to do with them yeah, I mean, Billy, I think, is the one I thought would have a long career in WWE, honestly, of the two, at least post their breakup. Like, she could have had an R Truth spot. Exactly. That, and I felt like that's what everyone thought she was kind of ascending to, for lack of a better term, over the last right. couple months. Right. Um, they whereas, gave her nothing and she got it over. Correct. Whereas Peyton was doing the please sir may i please be on raw for two straight weeks please uh promo on talking smack that everybody does now yeah because we're all trying to recreate like the miz moment or whatever right um and it did not work for her so <laughs> she had a match on raw with charlotte that was bad she had a match on raw with oscar that wasn't very good and it, you know, I don't think Charlotte's the type of wrestler that can have a good match with everyone, but Asuka is. Yes. And if you didn't have, I actually saw them have a match at an NXT house show. I think you were there too. Yeah. Um, in like 2017, 2018. It was totally fine. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> Another person that I think did not get better upon. <laughs> oh no, she got worse. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I definitely thought as an act they were funny. I don't necessarily think the wrestling ring was the was the place where they were going. <laughs> either one of them was going to shine long term. But could you have found a spot for them to be characters on television? Sure, you could. It's like you signed them, right? Right. <laughs> like, 
If you didn't want to use him as Russell, why'd you sign him? Well, probably well, so someone else couldn't, if or because we want to check a box on, you know, different different countries of origin. Yeah, that's true, I suppose. Uh, but I don't. Obviously, Peyton is married to Sean Spears, so she has the in to. Eight. Well, that didn't help Zach Ryder getting in to AEW. He had his cup of coffee. He had his cup of coffee, yeah. I don't know about Chelsea Green or um, Peyton or Billy ending up there long-term. Billy, I think, is married to a civilian. <laughs> rare. Yeah, not a wrestler. Art, but rare. <laughs> yeah, not not uh, not in the wrestling business. And, uh, you know, maybe she goes home to Australia. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I think... And not that this means anything, but I saw Cody like immediately tweet something about Chelsea. So, um, and I know Chelsea is very good friends with Dr. Britt Baker. And oh, yeah, that's right. They're besties. But I'm sure like a lot of these people that we're getting to, Mickey James, another one, like they have friends in every company. So I'm sure if they want slash need a job, they'll find the, uh, the, they could find something relatively easily. Whereas someone like a Billy Kay or Peyton, who was mostly a WWE lifer uh, up to this point and didn't work necessarily a ton of indies with uh, with the AEW or Impact crews, is maybe not. I'm not. I don't know that they're going to have a harder time, but they don't have an immediate like personal connection with people that could get them a job. <laughs> right. 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 And then Samoa Joe's the other one. Like he just got taken off the Raw announced team. He was also on WrestleMania as a commentator. Wearing a poncho. Yes, he was. Um, we got we to talk about the new Raw guy, by the way, Adnan Burke. But mm-hmm. Joe, you know, I think it was pretty clear that they weren't going to use him as a wrestler anymore. <laughs> and I thought they liked him on commentary. I thought he was good on commentary for the most part. But I guess they just decided maybe he was making too much money. yeah joe's a guy that i would think both for selfish keep him away from other company reasons yeah and also for he's an invaluable resource (laughs) of both from a work standpoint and a promo standpoint i know for years cody has talked about how he doesn't understand why they didn't nobody does promo class after dusty died right like they didn't hire Foley for that. They didn't hire, you know, they didn't send anybody like any of these people they could have picked to uh, send down there. They, ne- they never did. Um, and he didn't understand why. And like Joe would be to me is like, Joe's a perfect guy for that role because he, he was a guy that could, was a good promo before he came to WWE, but also was very good at WWE promos, which yes. is not the same thing. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Um, so having a guy who is a good traditional pro wrestling promo, but also knows how to work within that WWE system. I was like, that seems like such an invaluable resource. You'd think you'd want to keep him on just for like some sort of teacher role. But uh, again, yeah, maybe not, maybe not at the price tag he was currently sitting at. So of that group, maybe the Iconics end up together somewhere. Maybe Joe ends up somewhere. And anybody else? Callisto? Maybe. 
Um, I mean, yeah, I think like Mickey's husband is the NWA heavyweight champion. So yeah, that's pretty good. She could end up there. She could end up in impact. She could again, knows people everywhere. So right. Right. It's again, it'll probably depend on if she wants to be a full-time wrestler or uh, I think Serena Deeb was like already working as an agent in AEW um, as well as wrestling on the show. So they might, I don't know if they're looking for more like female agent types in their, in their company, but obviously she seems like someone that it would be worth kicking the tires on for that at the very least. But, and for her, I'm sure it's appealing to like, okay, I have a family at home now. I can go down to Florida two days, every two weeks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like that schedule, at least that schedule right now seems pretty appealing. But like, you think all those guys that they ran on the house show, they're like, this is BS. I have to work a Friday night. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is horse crap. Right. Right. Uh, Adnan Verk is the new play by play voice of Raw. I didn't think he had a particularly strong night, but I didn't think he was as bad, maybe, as he, he could have been. There are definitely major Mike Adamley vibes. <laughs> I, he sounded so surprised by everything. Like, <laughs> like when the Viking Raiders came out, he's like, wow, he's got like a long hair and a beard and he's doing a he's doing a back handspring. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> like, like, he just seemed like he just seemed like a guy who had never watched professional wrestling before calling a professional wrestling match. Yeah, I, he did an interview this week with some like legitimate media outlet where he said he basically started watching the product in January and he hasn't met Vince McMahon yet. Even after calling Monday Night Raw, he has still <laughs> not met Vince McMahon. What? We, that's weird, right? How often is Vince at television these days? I think most weeks. I think it's still the exception when he's not there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I You would think he would have been there at least because it was the end of the Mania leap. But also they didn't really try very hard on that raw after mania show so i guess he just went home to take a nap or whatever it's possible he does much like myself he doesn't sleep for long periods of time and then spends an entire day sleeping yeah so there's that all right well i think we've covered most of the relevant news is there anything else that we have not discussed no i think that's that's about it we've uh we've covered a lot of ground and yeah, I, I think the only other thing to note on the releases is, as with last year, there's probably, possibly some NXT names that we aren't going to know until they announce oh. it. Oh, yeah. Th- themselves. And, and maybe even main roster. Like, we're recording this late Thursday night on the 15th. I'm mm-hmm. fairly certain there's going to be more names by the time this is edited and yeah. and, and posted. So, yeah. sorry if we didn't get to everybody, but they're going to be releasing people <laughs> yes and like i was like one weird thing and people are picking up on this it's weird that when wwe releases people they do it with like one like living article and then like as bigger stars get cut they like amend it and change the picture in it yes they're like oh we'll get more clicks of samoa joe's in the thumbnail now it's like got some weird psycho stuff man yeah it is it is that's 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 too bad. It's not a it's not a happy day. It's not a no, happy day. No. But um also the show's over. So there's that. 
I, I don't know. <laughs> no, like it's, it's look, like I said, some of these people have obvious lots of options. Uh, some of these other people, if they so desire to continue on in wrestling, may be searching a little bit longer. You know, hopefully vaccinations and everything, things open up, smaller indies open up for people to at least make their appearances and our autograph signings, and things like that. So people could at least make money in wrestling if they so desired to continue to do that. Um, it's not a, like you said, it's not a happy day. It's kind of a downer, but it's not, it's, it's not, it's not something we can ignore. This is, this is the, the never ending cycle of a giant corporate behemoth. It's not enough to make money. It's not enough to make profits. You must make more money and more profits every single quarter forever. And, uh, that's not sustainable. So you cut people even after you signed a billion dollar deal with Peacock and you're having your most profitable quarters in the history of your company. I do appreciate the very on brand you managed to get the anti-capitalism rant in there. Well, I mean, look, I don't, you got to give the people what they want. Yeah. Not, not standing up for the corporation, by the way. However, I am standing up for Coca-Cola. <laughs> and coke energy and i wwe corporate branding but you know we're we're big fans of coca-cola and comcast (laughs) xfinity company that has never done anything wrong or weird or bad nope it's not technically a monopoly folks (laughs) nope and it's wonderful every friday night at 8 p.m when my internet goes out (laughs) (laughs) what anyway all right uh till next time everybody i'm ethan and i'm liam We'll be back soon with more stories from the wrestling life. Adios. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Now, here are this week's bonus features. All the shows we've done, that was one of them. <laughs> Felt long. Yeah, we talked over an hour. <laughs> well, I mean, there was a lot. You yeah, know, as, as, it's not. It's not just a gimmick. Sometimes there actually is so much to talk about. Yeah, that's true. All right, pal. Well, uh, hang in there. Keep on keeping on. Yep. <laughs> All right, love you, dude. Love you. Bye. Bye. How's it going? Oh, uh, you know. Sure. Did you get your shot today? I did, in fact, get my shot. The microchips are flowing through my bloodstream now. Nice. Because the government cares what Joe Average does. It's it's so, like, on one hand, I'm like, those people probably are, they must lead very exciting lives. But it's always (laughs) like, like, big tech is after you. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And it's like, they're using you. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And then they're like, because they're putting microchips in your blood to control your brain. I was like, no, they just they just want your data so they could sell it to other tech companies who right. will sell it to you know credit card companies. Like it's just right. It's like yes, you're right. None of those people are our friends. It's just like they always like they're always like there's always a point where it turns into like microchips and mind control. It's like no, they just want to influence what we buy right. and, and sell information about what we buy and what we say to companies that want to sell us stuff like that's most of what it is yeah 
Yes, it's capitalism. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Ah, there it is. <laughs> the ASMR portion of this. Coke energy. Yes. ASMR. TWL's ASMR <laughs> brought to you by Coke Energy. You know, I didn't expect um, 46 people to get released from WWE today. Uh huh. Yeah, that was a. Uh, I was like, well, it's kind of going to be a packed show with, uh, you know, WrestleMania to break down and NXT and whatever other stuff we get up to. And it's like, oh. And then literally to the day of last year's big firing, they fired all these people. Right. Yes. It's not even like, oh, it's the Wednesday after Mania every year. It's like, no, they waited until Thursday this week. Right. To do it. That's <laughs> yes. some supremely psycho stuff. I try to keep on keeping on.